0: what's up guys this is Money from Top Trader South Africa and I'm bringing you guys another installment of Market Masters where I sit down with the most talented and prominent traders in the industry and today I'm joined by another talented trader in the industry who's had a very interesting journey I believe that today you guys are going to learn something from it and I'm also going to learn something from it uh welcome Rian
1: thank you so much thank you so much yeah it's been quite a journey so far yeah um yeah, trading has been my passion since I started, like since I stumbled upon trading, yeah. I was like, okay, damn, like I really enjoyed yeah, doing yeah. this. And I would say not even just for the money. At the beginning, the money really caught me.
0: Yeah.
1: And we'll speak about that, yeah. how that really like, carried on to a lot of failures in, in my trading career yeah, yeah. but like just the numbers the freedom everything that like it had to offer I was like okay like I really like this let me pursue this mm-hmm. so yeah here I am
0: now perfect now thank you for coming out you actually come from Pretoria side actually and we're here in Santon at the XM educational offices right there I see even the hoodies got XM on it it's pretty rad uh yeah how are you doing
1: I'm doing actually very well lately. Yeah, yeah, lately. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be honest, you have your ups and downs. Mm -hmm. Lately, it's been going really, really well. Mm -hmm. There are times where you maybe have like an off week Mm -hmm. um, in trading. And I do feel like a lot of people, most new traders come into the industry expecting they're going to just boom and make a lot of money. Yeah. And they don't really experience the losing side of things because there is a huge part to that as well and how to control that and we'll also talk about that yeah
0: yeah 100 no, i believe you are okay so I'm, I'm i'm basically i'm 26 years old this year but i believe you're like 20 years old yes okay. I'm, I'm 20, 20, yes. 20 years old 21 yeah. in october, in october yes. oh i'm also born in october as so. well yeah no uh and i think that it's it's very uh, inspirational especially just to see so many more young people coming to the game especially early and also the psychology of uh it's kind of just shifted because i i believe a long time ago not long time ago but a while back a lot of a lot of young guys came to the game with like overly ambitious as well but like i believe you're young right now you're making money you've 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 traded uh, uh funded accounts and all that and i think that's Really inspirational, but like before we get into all the conversation, you started trading a one-h. <laughs>
1: Uh, I started trading when I was just just under 18, so just I was maybe, 17, yeah. barely turning 18 yeah, and then yeah. my friend introduced trading to me, yeah. um, so he stumbled upon a big influence on Instagram mm. he was like look at this guy, he's buying all these cars, he's yeah. making like so much money per day, we mm. can also do this, uh, let's buy signals and then we bought his signals and that like snowballed into like a lot of other signal providers. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah i started trading when i was roughly 18.
0: yeah so you're busy buying signals at this point obviously what are you looking at 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 that age what is it that you're chasing at that time like when you're buying signals because obviously you buy the first signal you buy the second signal you buy the third signal yeah what is it that you exactly that you were
1: chasing okay so in the beginning as i said like the money really drew me in i was Mm. like okay i can really make a lot of money i don't have to go and study because i had an option to either go study full time or uh, pursue trading full time and i was like okay i really like trading let me give this a go and i started taking signals um lost a very big amount of money within my first week Uh, i don't know how i recovered so quickly from that okay um But yeah, in the beginning, it was really like the nice cars and the status. I was like, okay, I'm going to become a big shot. Like everybody's going to know me. I'm going to become famous. Mm -hmm. Like I can buy whatever I want. Like I can wear expensive clothing. People will recognize me. Um, Yeah, that was kind of the mindset going into things. And then I quickly got humbled. Um, I bought uh, a lot of signals from a lot of companies. At one stage, I think I had more than 10 active subscriptions from or 10 different uh, signal providers uh, at one stage and I still wasn't making any money Um, Mm. so there were points where I would like just blow extreme amounts of money and just fund more and fund more and fund more yeah but Um,
0: why weren't you making money though when you look back at it
1: well to be honest it's just to me it was the whole experience side of things Mm. you can literally you can literally have signals or educational mentorship from someone that is profitable, that does want to help you. But you also need experience yourself. You also need to take the losses yourself uh, to get through that side of the learning curve. Um, so I do believe the experience in the market is a very big factor when when you look at profitability. Mm. Um, I can send you a very good Nasdaq signal that goes very well uh, and you can still lose money off of it, believe it or not. Mm. Um, so. I do believe at the start, my money management, my risk management was completely out of order. One moment I will risk a very big amount of money. The next moment I will risk a quarter of that or uh, an eighth of that, which is completely wrong. Consistency is extremely important in this game. Like Mm. I can't stress that enough. Consistency and uh, really like getting over all your emotions and the psychology side of things. Um, And yes, obviously the the technical side of things isn't that hard. Uh, you can be profitable with with roughly anything. I personally trade SMC um, or more so ICT concepts, but mm. um, I do believe you can be profitable by using retail concepts. And when I refer to that, I also think all of us are retail traders. Uh, mm. We Are not like smart money or institutional yeah, traders? We are all retail yeah, traders. That's
0: the current conversation right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. But like, just as just we're still busy on the signal one. Uh, the thing is. There's a lot of people who are who think that they can join signals and become and that is like the, the door to the promised land and yes. all that. Do you believe that somebody can actually make good money off signals?
1: I do think so, but mm. you're very limited okay. to a certain point. So if I have to look at myself now, uh, being a, server, a signals provider, a lot of the people, they just join us, one losing signal, and they say, yeah, this and this and this. Um, they make a lot of accusations and they don't like it. Yeah. Um, I do think you can be profitable, yeah. but the best way to go about to go about things are to actually pursue it full-time because a lot of people think it's just a side hustle. You can just buy those guys' signals and make like an extra yeah. 50k per month, yeah. which is completely false in my opinion. Um, obviously, you probably do get people that can do that, mm-hmm. but it is extremely rare. I would say the best route to go is to actually pursue it full-time. Mm. Uh, like I did, I, I basically treated it like a 9-to-5. Okay. Um, so I would wake up even before 9, and I would be up at 7, start watching courses, uh, taking signals. So, uh, Also, there is a lot of stress on the signal providers when um, people complain, um, because we want to provide quality. Uh, that's especially our company. We really enjoy like providing quality over quantity. So we try and... I think the average amount of signals per month this year was maybe four or five signals per month, um, where you might find uh, someone else sending maybe four signals a day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not one is better than the other. It's just you also need to find someone that suits your personality. So uh, that is the psychology part of things. Um, You really need to, how can I put it, you really need to Find a signal provider that suits your personality perfectly. Like me, I do not have um, a lot of or I did not have a lot of patience. So when I um, joined the signals group and it was like a swing trader sending swing trade signals, mm-hmm. I would be like, OK, let me get in this with massive lot sizes. The stop loss was extremely big. Boom, there's my account blown. And I was like, why why the heck is this not working? Like. I'm buying this guy's signals, it's, got, it's costing me a lot of money and I'm still losing money. But then I discovered like it's swing trades, you need patience, you need to like hold those trades for months, mm. um, where I can't even hold a trade for over a day. So yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not coming together. Yes. yes. So you
1: also <laughs> do get like different signal providers, like mm. yeah, you get swing traders, you get people that live trade, you get people that send daily signals, maybe two signals a day. Um, so it all depends on your personality, I would say. and you could be profitable by by signals.
0: All right, uh, that's great. So I want to know the learning process for you. how was the learning process? because like obviously you started off taking signals, but also you also needed to learn yes. as well. So how was that whole like journey for you learning?
1: So basically I would say uh, the whole learning process started after my first huge account being blown because I was one of those people thinking, okay, I can be Uh, completely successful and make a lot of money from um, just signals, you know. And then I discovered after I lost my first big amount of money, I was like, okay, I need to get into this. I need to to study this. I need to become good myself and know why these traders are sending out these trades. Um, Because it doesn't help you just take a trade and you have no idea why he's targeting a certain area or why he's putting his stop loss there. you'll probably just get blown out of the market um, within a short period of time. So the learning process really started after that and I started buying courses. Um, I was really blind when buying courses. I would just look at people's social status and the cars they drive and um, the lifestyle they're living, the profits they're posting. Um, So I would buy any person that posts like a huge blue screen on mt5 i would buy a course from even if it costed me 10k i would be like okay let me buy this i'm going to become a millionaire now yeah Um, and i started studying the courses and it still didn't work Uh, it was mostly retail courses so in the beginning i got into retail trading uh, retail concepts uh, and support and resistance your trend lines and i bought a few courses went through them didn't really work lost more money lost more money Started getting into supply and demand concepts um bought some people's courses over there studied it um really like interacted with the groups as well still didn't really find profitability and then i stumbled upon ict which is actually like a free source of Mm -hmm. of knowledge um and that started working for me so it just proves to me that not every person that tries to sell you a course for a lot of money yeah. it's worth it like you need to really like go and do your research before buying courses because that's a big mistake i made i did zero research i just looked at the instagram and if i had a nice instagram i would buy the course yeah
0: so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's crazy and, and that happens to so many to a lot of people actually is that a lot of people buy courses based on just what they see and yes but how do you like identify like a quality person of whom to buy course from though
1: well to be honest they usually have testimonials and the tip that I can give before buying someone's course is to really like follow what they're doing don't just follow them on social media and see that they're eating at this nice restaurant or they're driving this car rather like watch their charts and what they do and Go into the charts yourself and really look at why did they take this trade? Um, what is the risk to reward on this trade? Because that's another big factor, factor in this game, um, is the risk to reward side of things. Yeah. Um, I can send out a trade with 1 to 0.5 risk to reward and I would constantly hit TPs and I could post that on social media yeah. where you are maybe trading a 1 to 3 or 1 to 4 risk to reward you'll maybe have more losses, but if you are a profitable trader, obviously you will be profitable. Um, But yes, the rest of the reward does does matter a lot Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like what people post, Um, because I would say I was also like that in the beginning. When I started creating a name for myself, I would only post profits. I would only post like the winning side of things. I would never show the losing side of things. And now I do realize how important it is to also show people um, like the losing part of things like when we ever have like maybe two or three trades or maybe a live stream that doesn't go too well um we would really give a speech to the clients telling them like listen don't come here with expectations of just of just making money you should be here to learn you should be here to observe and you should know that losses are unfortunately a part of the game you can't like just ditch losses it's impossible <laughs> it's
0: impossible yeah like we're true. playing
1: here against banks and uh, central government so mm.
0: yeah. yeah big players <laughs> people with very deep pockets that we need to keep up with uh yeah so i know you trade you're a nasdaq trader essentially yes right? yeah.
1: my main my bread and butter is nasdaq <laughs> yes.
0: yeah so when you open the nasdaq charts like what is something that uh, you you look for per se? What's the first thing you look for?
1: Okay, so personally, whenever I trade NASDAQ, I would have a weekly outlook and I would have, how can I say, a higher time frame narrative. I would maybe go down from a monthly to a weekly, which isn't that important just to get roughly an idea where your next drawn liquidity is, where the market wants to head next. Okay. Um, and then from there, uh, I would go live and then people would join the live stream. And before analyzing, I would wait for. For a lot of people to join then i know okay i can start now then i would start roughly 3 30 um pm and when when the market opens the new york open starts and i would start analyzing from the daily i would look for certain like key areas like FEGs, um order blocks liquidity equal highs equal lows weak lows um what the order flow is so your daily bias is pretty important um to get the direction right and I also teach this to the clients that um, you first focus on trying to get the direction right. Your entry is, how can I say, the most important but it's not the hardest to, to, to get. Um, your bias, your overall directional bias for the day is very mm-hmm. crucial. So I would go on a daily chart, uh, yes, and then I would mark those kind of things out. I would drop, in, drop down to an hourly chart and I would also do the exact same thing yeah. like FEGs, order blocks, liquidity, yeah. where's the market heading? And then still with a 15 minute, exactly the same thing. Um, obviously, I wouldn't, wouldn't do all the time frames, whichever is the cleanest on mm. that specific day.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and then when 3.30 starts, usually I'm done by 30, 34 past three. So four minutes after yeah. market open. Okay. Um, I would usually start the live streams at quarter past three, but I don't trade at New York open like 3.30, I wait for 10 minutes, which I call um, and it's not something I invented, but I call it like a fake move. Um, So I would wait for the market to present this fake move, which doesn't always happen. Um, That's why it's important to gain experience. So, you know, when this is happening, Um, I would wait for the fake move to happen and maybe take out liquidity or something along those lines. And then I would find an entry to the opposite direction. Um, yeah. So that's basically, in a nutshell, how, yeah. how my model works, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. And it sounds like you need a bit of practice and experience. I don't know, a lot of people watching here, they're like, yo, oh, this guy is saying, hey, hey, fake move at half past three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> yes. So like, guys, please, guys, also, like, practice and do some back testing. Don't just take... Yes. everything that we say here yeah, to heart and then just think that hey <laughs>
1: yes that's yes, the yes, next best yes. thing right? There. <laughs> that's actually such a valid point because um that's why the what that's why i do the live streams as well so mm. the model that i explain now i explain in depth for yeah. free and i provide a pdf with a whole model uh for our premium clients mm. and uh yes like like i said you need the experience that's why i do the live streams and i offer free live streams i don't charge or anything for it um so that the people can see from my perspective and really get better at it um, with a proper mentor that shows them, okay, this and this and this. And it's not a live session where just I speak. I, I allow them to unmute their mics and ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a live session chat where they can ask questions about the model that I trade. Um, so I do believe that's the best way to gain experience because yeah. you do need experience with any, any strategy, any system, any mm-hmm. model. Um, there's nothing that will be like a golden, yeah. a golden dock that will, <laughs> you know, just provide you wins and wins and wins. You yeah. need experience, you need practice. Yeah. Yes.
0: No, that's true. So building the model, the training model that you have, uh what, what would what would you say to someone who wants to build their own? Like what should they focus on like first?
1: Well, obviously, uh, getting something that fits your personality once again. So okay you need a model that you can trade comfortably, that you, let's say you are a very patient person, then maybe a swing trade uh, style is better for you. Um, If you are a person who likes to make quick trades, um, then maybe like a scalping strategy or a scalping system um, will work for you. So firstly, you need to find what works for you as a person. Then you need to go and, uh, well, it either depends what style of trading you prefer, whether it's retail or, uh, supply and demand or ICT you need to find concepts that work for you that you've backtested that you've seen works then you can combine it into a system and then obviously with your experience that you have there are certain things that you can modify certain things that you can adjust um, to to make the, the system profitable because as I said most systems uh, can be profitable um, literally just trading uh, hourly chart you can be profitable um, but where it, the profitability lies is your experience and your psychology going into the market. Mm. Um, and it's also something I've been struggling with a lot and I've only overcame it lately. Um, maybe lo- in, end of last year, I really overcame my psychological problem that I had with uh, greediness. Mm. So, yes.
0: Yeah. And how did you overcome it? <laughs> or oh, like, okay, let me, ask, let me ask it like this. Like, What were some of the... Not ta- I don't want to use the term tactics, but like, what were some of the things that contributed towards you overcoming greed?
1: Okay, so overcoming greed, that is that is a tough one because yeah. <laughs> greed is something that you constantly experience once you take a loss. Okay. Um, so and you are going to take a lot of losses, mm-hmm. then you're going to be a lot more greedy. Okay. So the the way I see it, especially uh, with me trading funded accounts um, and prop firm accounts. Um, The main thing that happens with me is whenever I make, let's say, 4 or 5% profit, I would attach that value in my mind. Let's say I made 5% on a $100,000 account. That is $5,000, okay? I would attach that number to my mind and be like, oh, I can now buy this. I can now, you know, I have enough money for this or I can save this much. You already start planning your finances and you haven't even withdrawn that um now you trade again but
0: that's human nature
1: right (laughs) yes yes unfortunately yeah Um, yeah. that's why most people lose because it's against human nature yeah um so i would then maybe take a loss and go down to four percent and be like i was i was at five percent i want to be there again like as a human you want to be at five percent again you want to be where you were at your best Mm. um then you try and get back there and you take another loss. What starts happening now is in your mind, you start having like a roller coaster of greed and not being content. Um, Because if you think about it in a positive way and being content, um, an example of that would be, okay, I made 5% on this funded account now. That is $5,000 that I did not have. I only paid, let's say $400 for this account. I made $5,000. That is a huge amount of money. Let me let me save that, let me rather trade way more conservative so that I can't take losses that triggers that greed switch in my brain. Because I do think it's a switch that triggers in your brain um, the greed aspect of things. Yeah. Because if you take a small loss, it, it doesn't really affect you. Um, but when you attach your mind to that psychological number, then you want to get back there, back there. So it doesn't matter how small you risk then, you're gonna to wanna to get back there, get back there. Mm. It's almost, then you're basically gambling. It's like in a casino where you lose your money and you deposit more to, to make that back. Mm. Um, then you lose more and more and more and more. So yeah. it's the same with trading. Um, if you don't overcome that, you're never going to find profitability in these markets. So, yeah. Yeah, sure. Powerful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and I think very uh, agreed. It's, it's, it's the biggest killer.
1: For sure, of, for sure. Of
0: a lot of traders yes. out there, a lot of guys really, we, we succumb to greed. And, and I think also it's a, it's a personal matter as well. Yes. It's also like a personal matter, because the, the, the stuff that you're saying actually, it, it actually goes like outside of trading right now, where it's like you dealing with yep. you, who you are yep. and all that. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's powerful. So you mentioned prop firms, yeah, funded accounts. And I think that is also one of the hardest subjects right now. is yes. like Evans trying to get funded yes. and all that. And you've actually been doing it since like last year, right?
1: Uh, so actually, yes, yes. Yeah, the beginning that, of last beginning year. Beginning of
0: yes. last year. So like obviously before the hype and everything, you were like, okay, yes, yes, funny yes. Accounts. And Let's talk about the first experience you had with a, with a, your first funded account.
1: Oh, I yeah, actually really remember the very first one, okay. but I do remember how I used to act. Uh, with it or react with him okay um back then i didn't really have a clue what i was have a clue what i was doing like oh, yeah? I, I would sometimes be profitable in terms of like maybe for a week or two weeks i would make money and then i would just blow all of that money because i want to make more i want to make more it, it was that mindset of okay i want to become a millionaire like let me make more let me make more um so yeah i didn't really treat the account with discipline at all i would risk completely inconsistent Mm -hmm. um, which I said is very 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 like dangerous Mm. Um, keeping your risk the same is very key in these markets like if you don't keep your risk consistent you'll never have the consistent how can I say growth that you want because you don't want growth going like this and then down and then up you want consistent growth because then your brain starts adapting to that growth and you're like okay I'm getting somewhere now like I'm really getting somewhere um, so yeah, the discipline side of things was a huge thing. And I think a way to, to really overcome that is just be disciplined in, in other aspects of your life, be disciplined in going to the gym, be disciplined in all the things you do in, in how you clean your, your room or how you clean your house, how you, how you like drive, like, are you reckless on the road? Are you mm-hmm. like all of those things contribute to, to what's going on in the and what's going on in here gets fully exposed in the markets. Yeah um and that gets displayed in your account yeah. basically sure
0: yes. yeah so now you you start off your funded account uh you but are you losing uh like like explain the whole process to me i haven't done a funded. Oh, okay. i haven't done a funded account because i know there are the rules you need to yes. follow you can't just go in there and yes. think there's going to risk yeah. So so just explain that whole process.
1: So I wanted to pass the account as fast as possible so I risked a lot, then I blew an account, then I would buy another one, I would Mm -hmm. blow it till I had zero money left for the month, almost Um, and then I would wait till next month and I would do the exact same thing, I would buy an account, lose it, I would buy an account and I would lose it again because purely because of my greed problem Mm. so um, it took me about I think five months till I passed my first phase and there's two phases on the account. So it took me about five months. I don't know how because even if I gambled an account, I could pass phase one. But I I failed um, for the first five months. I couldn't even pass phase one until I really, you know, s- started saying to myself, okay, I'm really sick of losing all these accounts now. Like I would scroll on my my prop firm account page and I would see all these account numbers and it says deleted after them. And I would be like, Oh my word, what am I doing? Like, I I don't have a clue what I'm doing and I'm wasting so much money. Mm. Um, And yes, I would just like recklessly buy accounts and lose it in the same day. Um, (laughs) That's how bad I was. And then, yeah, like I said, till I really started telling myself like, what are you doing? Like you Mm. really need some discipline in your life. Yeah. And uh, believe it or not, at that point in my life, I wasn't as disciplined as I am right now. With mm. regards to jamming, with regards to all th- all kind of things. Like your whole life around you contributes to how you see the markets mm-hmm. uh, and how you trade your account, how you act to like react to to what you're doing on your account. So, yeah, it was a rough journey with the funded accounts in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I also, I also thought, okay, this is a very large sum of money. I would buy a $100,000 account. I would be like, okay, this is 1.8 million rand. Like at that time, it was 1.6 million rand. I would be <laughs> like, I'm going to make so much money now. I, I'm, I was like phoning my mom or my family, telling them, oh, yeah. like, I found this There's website where you can buy an account for that, that lets you trade 1.6 million rand, and in reality you don't trade a a 1.6 million round account, you don't trade a $100,000 account, Mm. you trade a $12,000 account because you only get 12% that you can lose. So a lot of people see it as a $100,000 account when in reality, it's actually just $12,000. And when you risk $2,000 on a $100,000 account, it doesn't sound that much, but when you risk $2,000 on a $12,000 account, that starts getting getting a bit more, and when you lose two trades, you're down to what, eight, eight grand? What, what, what starts yeah. happening then? Your emotions start taking over. That's why a lot of people fail. You need to go in with a mindset, okay, I only have 12% mm. that I can lose. I have unlimited time to pass this account. Um, because, uh, especially with my Forex funds, they let you uh, retry if you end the account in profit and you haven't reached a profit goal within 30 days. Okay. Um, that's why i'm saying you have unlimited time if you just keep your risk extremely low just do your thing target small steps because i think a lot of people um, they want to take big steps yeah. for some reason they want to be- become a massive very big name in the industry overnight and that's just dragging you down even further mm-hmm. um because all the people you see that are successful they went through the exact same thing they took the small steps that's what, that's what is important. Um, instead of risking 1% on your account, risk 0.25%. And you can take four losses uh, to, to make the same value as the 1%. And your emotions will be completely calm. Trying to, to, to keep your emotions neutral in this game is probably one of the best tips I can give. Um, because then you trade with your system, with your strategy, with your model, and not with your mind. Um, you want to try and detach yourself as much as possible in this game um so that you you trade you trade with technical factors mm. and not with with your mind mm.
0: actually what you 've actually done right now because I know we we're going to talk about the psychology behind funded accounts, but you 've already touched on that a little bit, i so, I think that whole thinking about the the twelve percent compared to the whole amount is actually crucial right now because yes. like as as traders as south african traders the guys out there trying to make it we see numbers right there yes. we think that hey look yeah, yes there, there's money right here yes. i've got gang money to trade i've got gang money to pay with and at the end of the day guys we, we're we not here to play games But i feel like a lot of people cheat yes. this industry like hey now nah, we can just come play games make money and it's not it's what we try yes. to We we're here to build legacies we're here to build uh, future for the next generation yes. as well, you understand? Yes. So, you know, the guys, let's be serious about trading right now. Guys. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so uh with the funded accounts, I think you've touched on almost everything. Anything else you want to add on that?
1: Well, I would also want to add the whole idea of once you get your first withdrawal, don't yeah. start thinking, OK, I made it now, like, OK, okay I'm going to make consistent money now. Mm. It stays, it doesn't get like a lot easier. Yes, to a certain extent, it does get easier because there are certain, how can I say, walls that you need to break to go to the next level. Um, but it doesn't get like a lot easier. Mm. Uh, you still need to, to, again, the consistency aspect of things, just do what you do. If something works, don't change anything. That's a big problem I did. Um, I would find something that works and then I would be like oh this guy's also good then I would watch his course and I would be confused I would be yeah, completely yeah. lost and I would that, that probably costed me a lot of months of trading experience yeah. um, that I could have had more if I didn't do that so definitely also how you spend your money is very very crucial um, in the beginning, any money that I made, I would be like, okay, let me go buy some nice Armani clothes now, or mm. let me go buy some nice, you know, what next can I buy? I, mm. The buy, 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 that that was all all that was on my mind. And in reality, you should think about saving it, especially in the state that this economy is in right now. And not just the economy of South Africa, the, the economy of the world. Yeah. Um, my personal tip would be try and be very money-wise right now and save as much as possible um, because there might be times ahead that we, we do not expect to be as bad as some people think it could be. Mm. Um, so how you spend your money is also crucial because if you spend a lot of your profits, you're going to w- want to make that back. Like I said yet again, if I have 50,000 Rand that I made from trading and I go buy clothes that cost me 40,000 Rand, I would be like, oh, I only have 10,000 Rand left now. I want to get back to 50. Like I was at 50,000 rand. Um, and I'm not sure if that's an issue with everyone. It was an issue with me where I would attach these psychological numbers and I would chase that amount again. Then I would lose that 10k and I would be like, oh, I can't wait till I deposit again so that I can make it back. The whole career till the whole, first, like the whole year and a half, the first year and a half was just trying to, to make back money that I lost. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Sure
0: yeah <laughs> and I think uh, the other day I saw something um, with the other one that was like hey spend your money, you can still make it back so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that you that's something that you kind of disagree with based on your own experience
1: Well yes, uh, I would say so because it puts unnecessary pressure on you. you would have that pressure on making it back where if you didn't spend it, you had zero pressure you want to take as much as pressure off of you in this game. Um, pressure is something that can completely ruin you in this game it it can make you think differently it can make you react in the market differently you you might trade more often um when you shouldn't so i would say yes definitely like just stay calm in that aspect don't try and spend money because you know you're going you're going to make it back because nothing in this in this market and this industry is guaranteed nothing
0: yeah, there's
1: okay. no guarantee of okay i'm going to make five percent this month there's no guarantee on that um we don't know if the market is going to collapse tomorrow if there's going to be an economic crisis um i would be on red alert right now with everything that's going on yeah. especially with money as i said um so yes definitely i wouldn't look at spending a lot of money right now
0: yeah okay No, that's great <laughs> That's powerful. So what is some okay, so between you uh, losing all uh, all those funded accounts and you making your first withdrawal, second withdrawal, third withdrawal, what is something different that you were doing between those two periods?
1: Well, it was definitely the switch in my mindset in terms of, okay, I'm not in this to make money tomorrow. I'm not in this to make money in one month. I'm in this to just be consistent with what I know. Don't set unnecessary targets. Like I would sometimes be like, okay, I won 10% this month. And that is a target that, again, it puts pressure on you for no reason. Like what is the reason for targeting 10%? There's no real reason. Just trade your system or trade your model, trade your, your strategy um, to the best of your ability. And whatever the market gives you, you take. And um, another aspect of uh, psychology I would say is being content like if you own, if the market only gives you six percent this month, be content and take it because a lot of people was minus six percent um, so rather be content and take what the market gives you um, yeah that's what I would that's what I would do
0: yeah I was actually looking I was doing research on uh, the whole funded account things and uh, came across uh, some information that you know actually there are more people like 95 percent of people losing on when it comes to funded accounts and that's quite crazy though
1: yes so uh i do believe there are only a handful i couldn't remember the exact number but Mm. there are only a handful of traders that have made it past uh i think it was four payouts in a prop firm company and that should speak That should speak to your heart um, in terms of like if only a handful of people made it till the fourth payout in a month, then definitely uh, there's something wrong in terms of like either you are not consistent or you are setting unnecessary goals. Um, So... Yeah, with regards to with regards to that, a lot of people, and not only ninety five percent in the prop firm industry lose money. Yeah, but now, I would say overall, overall, and I would say even more than that, because people can't control themselves. People create this stigma in their head that they need to be, they need to be. Uh, how can the internet put it like an alpha or whatever? You know, they need to be on top, and it's not going to happen overnight. The more you try to push it, the more you drag yourself down. Because it's important that you know that there are, there's so much competition in this game. There's no way you're going to make it overnight. Like That idea is, is something you should get out of your head. Rather focus on personal growth um, and really try and set small goals, not massive goals. Obviously, you can have big long-term goals, but your short-term goals should be what is important right now. Say, okay, tomorrow I want to finish this course or this educational material or tomorrow I want to be on the market in New York session and monitor for three hours and really journal because that's another thing a lot of people don't do, journaling your trades. Um, I personally think journaling your trades is probably one of the most important things in creating profitability because you can go and look back at what why did you tra- take this trade why did i lose this trade why did i do wrong um so yeah i would definitely see the reason why 95 percent of people lose money yeah. because they go in reckless
0: yeah so true so when it comes to journaling sorry i'm just picking off what you're talking about right now <laughs> it comes to journaling what is it because i think a lot of people a lot of people when it comes to trading plans and journaling what is it that somebody should be writing down? What, what are some of the things that you write down that maybe some, someone is sitting at home and they can be like, okay, actually I need to start writing that
1: down. Okay, so how I personally journal, mm. and I do know there's no like right way yeah. or wrong way, but how I personally journal my trades is I would have a program or an Excel spreadsheet where I have the name of the pair, the date, uh, was it a win, was it a loss, That I like long this pair, That I short this pair? Um, what was the result, was there any news, uh, any comments on the trade, what didn't look right, or was this a textbook setup, and then I would realize, okay, this week I only took four trades uh, that, well, I took four trades, and th- three of those trades wasn't a textbook setup, because I go on maybe a Saturday, and I go and look what which trades did I take this week, uh, and I would open the trading view chart, um, and see, oh damn, like, why did I take this? Because I do think a lot of the times afterwards we go back and we see, why did I take this trade? Like, yeah, so true. It, it's, it's, not, it's not a trade I would have taken. Uh, when in reality, while you're in that moment, you, again, you're so eager to get into the market. You're so eager to make profits that you enter and you, how can I say, you brainwash yourself in terms of seeing certain things that are not even there. Um, so I do think certain traders are on like, I would call it drugs, in terms of they see things that are not there because they want to make money. So, yeah. So yeah,
0: yeah no, that's so true. That's actually quite spot on, whatever drugs they're on. <laughs>
1: the market drug.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Um, uh, okay, so what's your biggest loss that you've taken in the market? Um, and that doesn't have to be a monetary uh, loss, and just a loss where you felt like, you know, you lost something and you're just like, yo.
1: Okay, so when I started off trading, um, I didn't start off with my own funds. I was in the privileged position where my father still helped me, yeah. uh, where he gave me, like, he, he gave me a lot of money in trading, and he still does support me. I do get a lot of support from my family, uh, which I am very privileged for. Um, but the, the, the main thing that stood out to me in terms of losing was he gave me a very huge amount of money. Uh, that should have lasted me a whole year and I lost 80% of that amount in a week. So and I was like, oh my word, what am I going to do? And I started buying bots, I started buying, I started buying everything. Like yeah. whatever you could think of, I bought just <laughs> to make that money back. So yeah. I was in every aspect of trading. I was in like volatility indexes, I was with NAS, with currencies, different styles of trading, robots, signal providing, um, so, yeah, that was the biggest loss, I, t- loss yeah. I took.
0: What's the lesson that you took from that?
1: I didn't take a lesson, if I have to be brutally honest, because I lost the rest of the money as well. I only yeah. learned my lesson after a whole year, where one evening in, when I was laying in bed, I was like, I lost this amount of money mm-hmm. in, like, three months. And I was like, it, it was like a wake-up call. I was, I was extremely depressed about it. I was like, oh, my word, what did I do? Like... How did I let myself go and uh, yeah but that's basically it like the lesson I learned was to not just deposit more and more and more as you are going into drawdown because it started off with and I'll put a monetary value value to that it started off with a three thousand nine account which went into drawdown and I funded more and it (laughs) went into more drawdown and I funded more and more and doubling it every single time and added more positions as well um, so basically, it was one trade that killed me. Sure. It was, actually, it was two, but at the same yeah. point, was, I still remember to this day that red screen was <laughs> like printed in my brain. Yeah. It was uh, gold and NAS. Okay. And I was like, I, I was buying and it just sold off heavily. And there was like heavy US news that came like 5,000 pips off Jordan and it was even going down more, funding more, funding more. Till so I was like, okay, I don't have money left to fund. And then I blew. Yeah. So, yeah, that was basically the, the biggest loss I had.
0: Sure. Sounds scary. <laughs> yeah, and on the, on the flip side of it, um, what's the most um, memorable trade that you've had? Uh, you can call it your craziest trade or your best trade. It's up to you which direction you want to take there.
1: I was. I would honestly say it was the December NFB. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably it made me the happiest in terms of like I didn't even risk that much and I almost 6x my account oh, wow. uh, with that sure. so and I'm very grateful because I traded with, that, with the 100 percent bonus that uh, XM offers so that that was helping out tremendously hmm. and it was probably a breakthrough moment in terms of news trading because before that I would be scared of news I would okay. be like oh I'm only going to trade like a thousand Rand maybe yeah. because I was, I was very scared of trading news yeah. until that December came and I was like, okay, let me, let me, let me man up here. Let me deposit like a substantial um, amount. I get a hundred percent bonus and boom, like mm. NFP, like we killed it. And yeah, that was, that was my best trade.
0: Yeah. I believe you also do you dabble with, uh, not dabble, but you trade fundamental.
1: Um, so with regards to fundamentals, I don't really trade fundamentals in terms of daily trading, it's yeah. only for, for news events. Yes, um, nice. and, and it's mostly my partner um, that trades the news, like he specializes yeah. in, in trading news. Yeah. Uh, you obviously, he also trades other things with me. Um, we analyze together, we go over all pairs together. Um, but he specializes in news, I just mm. follow what he tells. Okay. Um, but like I do also have the complete understanding that he does. It's just he, he knows it a bit better. Yeah. So if I really wanted to, I could go and like get good at it. But it's not really a main point for me right now because he, he already mastered it. Mm. So, yeah.
0: yeah. And actually, that's something I actually want to ask is that you, okay... We're talking about Reese, right? Yes. Yeah, Reese. Yeah. So Reese is the one who, okay, he's got the edge in when it comes to trading fundamentals. And you're saying right now that you basically just follow him. Yes. But not, yeah. But like you see, that's what I want to ask. There's a lot of people who follow a lot of people when it comes to fundamental trading how do you correctly follow someone? I don't know if that makes sense though.
1: Okay, so uh, Mm. I'm not sure how other companies or how other providers would do it, but the way we do it, we approach, um, uh, sometimes we would do a live trading session where you would stream on Discord and you would know exactly when to buy or when to sell. Sometimes you would send a signal one minute before so you have enough time to enter and you know exactly which time he's going to send the signal. yeah, but basically those two ways is the only way you can truly follow. You just okay. need to follow what they tell you. So yeah. either on the live stream, you will say, OK, guys, I'm going to buy now or, OK, guys, I'm going to sell now. Or you would send the signal of buy GBP, USD, sell uh, uh, USDCAD or whatever. like yeah. You know, a signal like that. And with regards to FOMC, it's usually a live, uh, a live stream yeah. um, where you would tell them, OK, like I'm selling now, okay. then they can sell okay
0: yeah so right now i've got a let's say example i've got a hundred dollar account and i'm about to take a signal from someone what you understand right now what my what i want to uh, just put out there is that like how much of the accounts am i risking how because uh, i'm not a fan of trading news i'm not a yes, fan yes. but i do understand there are people out there who make the yes. the money from trading news yes. as well but like as well, because I don't understand this part of like, because I feel like when it's a news event, obviously risk is increased. Yes, yes. Yeah, so how how, how is that managed? Let's say, yes. for example, in a $100 yes. account. So
1: you specifically specifically refer to news right now. Yeah, news. Okay, so I would say you risk the full account. You risk what you can afford to lose. So you don't just risk a partial amount, okay. because you'll never lose that exact amount that you're risking, because there's slippage, uh, especially with major news events like NFP. Never just fund um, $100 and say, okay, I'm going to risk $50 because you're going to lose the full $100 because of slippage. Rather be like, fund $50 and then full stack the $50 according to what you feel. Okay. Um, so yes, that's, that's how I would do it.
0: Okay, no, that's great. That's good to know. Uh, yeah, I think we've come to the, to the end of our interview right now. Uh, thank you so much for, I think, uh, especially coming to the trigger, to the funded accounts chat. I think that's going to be one that a lot of people will learn. Because yes. like, essentially we're always trying to look at somebody who's already doing it and trying to find oh you no, that person does it like this. Yes. Okay, so I can take that from there, yes. you know, I understand. And uh, I hope you guys listened and you guys heard what Rian had to say today. Do yes. you have any trading advice for people trading funded
1: accounts? yeah any trading advice for specifically funded yeah for
0: people trading funded accounts
1: um top three tips would be uh keep risk consistent uh don't enter like just any trade have specific criteria and just be disciplined with everything don't chase it don't don't be like okay i'm trading massive amounts of money rather be content with small wins uh celebrate the small wins in terms of like be happy about it don't celebrate in terms of buying stuff um but just be consistent, uh, be disciplined, and just keep doing what you're doing. Like acknowledge the small growth, um, and you'll get there. Yeah, you'll get there. Okay. And obviously, you need a system that has an edge. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: perfect. Thank you so much, Rian. Thank for, you so much for putting through. Uh, yeah. No, I think we're at the end. We're done. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> perfect. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm sitting down with Rian Lombard from phase three trading we'll leave all the details down below in the description for you guys to reach out to him or to their other company as well and thank you guys so much for watching this was another installment of market masters with myself and big thank you to xm for making this possible thank you and we out